welcome to our community of growth, healing, and hope found in the resilience of others. Stories from producers to patriots to simply outstanding people. You will find inspiration in it all here on the Cutting Fences Podcast. And I'm your host, Kenny. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's exciting to have you on here. Um, Happy Tuesday and welcome back, Cutting Fences podcast listeners. Today I have James Giebert with Mobility Quad on. I'm so excited to learn more about the history of Mobility Quad and to get to know you a little bit better too, James. I want to begin by thanking you so much for your service um, and expressing some gratitude for your time that you served our country and as you continue to serve with Mobility Quad. So where are you joining us from today, James? Uh, So right now I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, and we are just outside of St. Louis, Missouri, but um, that's where the business is. And that's really where I've lived most of my life is in St. Louis, Missouri. Nice. Uh, What's the weather like there? Right now it's awesome. Uh, (laughs) Not too hot. I think it's going to be mid 80s today. So it's really enjoyable outside. I try to get my kids outside. We, I have three kids and, nice. you know, do it while it's good. Cause you know, once July hits, it's going to get hot. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. We've had a perfect spring and so far a start to the summer. So we've had a ton of rain, which has been such a great change from the last few years and so needed, <laughs> but Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, James, where you grew up, Um, just a little bit about your story, and then we'll dive more into Mobility Quad. Sure. So um, I actually grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. My dad was um, stationed out there, and we liked Santa Fe a lot, Um, really diverse. So we got to meet a lot of people. Um, We lived there till I was 13. Uh, My dad was also injured there. Uh, back in, I think, 75, 76-ish. Um, and just being around my dad um, all these years, so he he was in a chair for 42 years. Um, so just being around him for 42 years kind of gave me, gave me the experience and knowledge of what being handicapped involves. Um, so the challenges and the daily needs that a person that's handicapped uh, requires. Um, you know, at first, I felt that it was a, a nuisance to me. You know, I, 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 it was really challenging to see my dad be handicapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved to St. Louis, and we were experiencing a, an entirely different environment, you know, um, so, but the same challenges were still there for us. Uh, my dad's originally from St. Louis, but still the challenges were, were still there. We've seen the struggles, not only with my dad, but with his friends that were handicapped. We would go to the VA because my dad's a veteran and we would see some severe challenges of people that did not have the resources my dad had. Uh, and when I say resources, I'm saying three dependents because we were dependents for him, but we also helped him, you know, maybe get his chair to him or whatever cooking. Mm -hmm. If he was already in bed, stuff like that. So we know the challenges and we took it to heart. When I got older, I started thinking about, well, how can I make these challenges simple, more 
accommodating for him. So I think that mind frame started when I was young to be able to help people. And right now, I mean, there's a lot of people that help in different ways that we just don't see. Mm-hmm. And I just came up with a different way to help my dad. My dad was a person that really loved going out on Sunday cruises. It didn't have to be Sunday. It could be Monday through Friday, whenever. But if he had an opportunity, that was his absolute favorite thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But the challenge was how do you get in the forest? How do you get in the woods? How do you get across rivers? So I always kept that in mind uh, for many, many years. That was in the back of my head was how can I give my dad that comfort that everybody else experiences? It was a challenge. I did not know how. And then, you know, fast forward to 2014. And that's when I had an idea. And um, stuff started to click and stuff started to work for us. My So let me back up a little bit. My dad, before he was injured, he was a machinist. And he was, um, he had a, a race car. And so he was a mechanic and he loved to work on cars. So he also instilled that in us. So we were always, even though I did IT for the majority of my career in the army, I did IT out of the army. I went to St. Louis University. I, I learned IT. I, I also worked for St. Louis University and I did IT with them. But still in the back of my mind, my favorite thing to do when I go home is work on cars, Mm -hmm. mechanic work, right? My dad was a mechanic gearhead. I'm a gearhead. So that was always in the back of my mind. So now we fast forward to where, where my dad needed some, you know, needed some help getting out in the woods, trying to figure out how can we make that possible? Um. So in 2014, I had the opportunity and the funding to purchase a UTV. It happened to be a Polaris Ranger. I was getting my dad in and out of this Polaris Ranger, picking him up just like you do. You transfer someone from a chair to Mm -hmm. a car. Many of us have done it, you know, thousands of times, probably. I've done that since I was probably 14. Um, And, um, you know, it's always a challenge to put the person in the vehicle, take them out of the vehicle. So same thing on the UTVs. I, I, I experienced putting my dad in and out of the UTV. There's very little room to get him in and out. Plus the seat doesn't recline. So that was a huge obstacle for him. So I was thinking, boy, wouldn't this be nice if this seat reclined? So I reached out to, to the Polaris dealer And I asked him, hey, you know, my dad's in a wheelchair. I really need something where the seat reclines or better yet, something he can go into. Every dealer I talked to looked at me like, that's not possible. Nobody does that. We don't make it. We have no resources for that. Challenge number one to me. I thought that was an injustice. And I didn't look at the dealer as being the person giving me the bad news, but just as an entire um, market can't Mm -hmm. provide a market for this. 
So I got online and I thought, wow, somebody has to make a wheelchair accessible UTV. I Googled it. I Googled it. I could not find anybody that did this. To me, that was unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Um, So I talked to my dad and I told him, hey, what do you think about cutting this UTV up and putting it where your chair can, you know, roll in? And he told me, I think you're crazy. <laughs> right? So another challenge, because when my dad tells me I think I'm crazy and I know I can do it, that's a challenge. But the biggest challenge was just to see him get in something where we can go where other people have gone, but people in the wheelchair community cannot. So that was my challenge. Um, so that's kind of where I started brainstorming on how I can cut it, how I can lengthen it, how I can make it wheelchair accessible. Wow. Giving my background with muscle cars and restoring muscle cars. And uh, my dad's a machinist. So he knows a lot, everything that I know when it comes to muscle cars and machinery and engineering, I really got from my father, um, because I did it in the army. So, it kind of does a full circle. What he was teaching me back when I was a youngster kind of comes a full circle and it really impacted him when we, I developed this new concept of getting a wheelchair and a UTV. Um, so, you know, I looked at the UTV. I looked at everything that I was thinking and brainstorming in my head was possible. And I cut it and it was it wasn't very long because I took vacation. Two weeks later, it was ready. I take mm-hmm. my dad for a ride, and boy, was it something else. But <laughs> you know, honestly, Kendra, at that time, I did not think I had a product that I could really market because I thought it's a one off. I made it for my dad, no big deal. It's just what me and my dad are going to do when we have time, take that Sunday drive. Um, our first trip, we went back to Santa Fe cause we're living in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. We went back to Santa Fe and that's, that's where I grew up. That's the, my fond memories were of Santa Fe. And we went to some places in the, so Santa Fe's, uh, by the forest. So mm-hmm. we went up the mountains, up in Pecos and up in the, the big foothills of Santa Fe and into the mountains and, I'll tell you what, it was my best experience that I've ever had, my best vacation, because I could finally give back to my father what he gave, what he gave to me. Wow. Um, so amazing. that, yeah, that, that um, trip and vacation that we took meant everything to me. It meant that if I cut this UTV um, and it didn't work, it meant that when it did work, it was worth it because there was some financial gain or mishap Mm -hmm. if I cut it and it didn't work, but I knew I had to do something. So I cut it. It worked. We went on a trip of our lifetime. I come back still. I didn't think nothing of it. I was working for the VA in it and I showed it to some friends that some colleagues that are, that are in my department they forwarded it to some other colleagues in the VA internally. And I was invited to an event 
I had no clue that they ha have these events. At the event, I think there's about 115 families. Out of those 115 families, I'm going to say there's probably at least 40 people in wheelchairs. Wow. Yeah, we took the UTV to that event, and boy, there was a line for three days wanting to get on that thing. Wow. And it changed everything. Because now I know that I have something that other people can relate to. It's not just me. And other people really want to get in that thing and feel the wind in their hair, mm -hmm. go across the stream, get into the woods and experience that all over again where that's not necessarily possible without this. If, if it's possible, it's definitely a challenge. So Kendra, what, what, need, what questions do you have? Well, <laughs> for starters, that's amazing. Um, I love, I love your story of how it all began. And I love that piece of bringing it to the event and how that was really a true eye opener of what you had created, not only for your father, but for others in the quality of life that you brought to a lot of people and will continue to bring. So thank you for sharing the story. Cause I love that. Do you still have your first prototype? I guess you might call it your first side-by-side -side you created. Uh, no. Um, so being that the business, just like any other business, um, it rapidly grows and mm -hmm. technology definitely has come night and day on these UTVs from when we first started. So when we first started, we purchased a 2014 brand new Polaris Ranger. Mm -hmm. Since then, the modifications that Polaris and other UTV dealers have have incorporated are significant. I could tell you one that's extremely significant. Before, uh, when we first purchased the first one, it was throttled by cable. So the we uh, there's a physical cable going to the carburetor. Now in 2015, Polaris changed it to wire. So now it's drive by wire. We no longer have that cable. That cable is a challenge because cables do break, cables do wear out, and cables kink. That's a safety issue. Now that we have the drive-by-wire technology, it makes it a lot easier where we could place the throttle. Uh, for example, when I got my dad to first drive a UTV, he could not push the throttle with his hands, but he had back pressure on his wrist, or I'm sorry, on the back part of his arm. Wow. I'm not sure how you would call that, but when he would push back on his arm, he had more strength to do that. Mm -hmm. So with that example, we decided to move the brakes behind his arm because that was the only way he could brake. So for him, that would work for him. But being that we've done over a hundred, close to 200 UTV builds. Now we know that the, there's a challenge with every customer, how we work on it. It just depends on how we build that. And sometimes we have to think outside the box, right? But there's not one case that we haven't been able um, to work and make that um, UTV work for that family, that individual. Mm -hmm. um, so, so far, you know, we've done good, but you know, a lot of the times when we do something, it looks awkward. 
mm-hmm. looks awkward to us. It may look foreign to us, but for them, it's function, right? And yeah. that's kind of what we, we look at. We'd like to do, you know, um, something that's appealing to everybody, but at the end of the day, it's all about function. Um, yeah. 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 Wow. Um, and that's really what I appreciate a lot about what you do too, is that you make them so customizable because we know not none of the adaptive equipment for individuals is one size fits all. So it's really cool what you can do to make it fit the individual. And it's, um, very, very important, I think to them. So that's amazing. I didn't know if you kept your first one around as just a a memory or not. <laughs> well, to, to go back on that, Kendra, our first one, um, uh, a state entity reached out to us and I not sure if I should release the name. Mm-hmm. They might want that confidential, but they did reach out to us and they purchased it. And mm-hmm. from what I still understand, that state entity is still using that UTV. Would I have liked to kept it? Sure. But, you know, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that it went to a good home. And I'm sure from that unit, there's other people that's seen it and reached out to us and then, you know, inquired us about what we can do for them. And at first, I thought, I would never get into anything like this because I was, I love doing IT. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would wake up in the morning and, Hey, we got this new server, this new environment, you know, but when it came to doing more physical work, it's a challenge, but you always look at the result. When we get feedback, sometimes it's negative, and sometimes it's positive. I, I get a lot of people that sometimes call me and say, wow, we really appreciate what you do. It, may, it makes a big difference in our family. You know, sometimes it brings you to tears. I'm sure. Uh, all it does is it takes me back to when I took my dad out for the first time that no other thing could do that for us. Mm-hmm. And this made a world of difference to be able to do that for him. I always remember that day. It will never be erased from my brain. Wow. Well, it really is amazing. It's the little things. And the, that that mm-hmm. speaks to your your desire to serve others that you, instead of keeping your first prototype, you felt that it needed to go to somebody who was going to use it and to continue to change lives. So that's really amazing. So did you call um, Polaris up? What's your relationship with them now that they said it was impossible? (laughs) Well, so my relationship with Polaris, you know, I've reached out to Polaris um, and they've never emailed me back. And, you know, I understand they might not be want to be associated with me, but they've never emailed me and said, oh, you guys cannot absolutely do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, they've never reached out to us and that's fine because, you know, I think they might think, well, there could be a vulnerability here. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to be uh, held accountable for something that a third party does such as mobility quad. Um, so, you know, um, also, you know, this, this technology that I provide has to prove itself. 
we've been out there for eight years. So I think we've proven ourselves, but have we proven ourselves to, you know, the top three vendors, uh, Ken Amplers, maybe Kawasaki, um, where they might want to take over something like this. I don't know if that will ever happen. I think it's still going to be customizable because 90% of what we build is absolutely hundred percent customized to that family, that individual, the other 10% we could say is a cookie cutter. So for uh, one of the big three manufacturers to get into building wheelchair accessible UTVs from the factory, I don't know if that'll happen. Mm -hmm. Is it a goal? I think it's, it should be a goal for anybody. Yeah. Such as a goal that we are the only uh, company that builds these, Mm -hmm. you know, as I would like to see other companies do this also, because we right now we can't fulfill the need to build these. Uh, We have a staffing shortage. Um, And because of that, we're always about five to eight months waiting list before we can um, provide you with that UTV. Mm -hmm. So that's a challenge that we have. um, And I think a lot of custom builders are seeing also. So where do we go? I don't know. That's, I can't answer that question. All I know is we build them as fast as we can with, with quality kept in mind. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it really, really is amazing what you're doing and um, the lives that it will continue to change is really incredible. And I'm so looking forward to be able to add one to our egg equip loan closet and offer it to people by loan and hopefully um, see individuals get their own um, as we progress forward and get funding for them. So I appreciate what you do. So where can people find more information about you, James, about Mobility Quad? So our website is mobilityquad.com. And on there, you can see some of our builds that we've done in the past. You can see our price sheet. So you can click on the prices because that's really important. Um, And you can build a a UTV, pop the numbers out in a total. That way you can get a really good idea what this is going to cost you. Um, And then you can... Um, you know, discuss it with your family and say, Hey, is this really what we want? So one of the things that this is one of the reasons why we're so successful because these UTVs are really advanced compared to vehicles, even compared to Jeeps, because the UTVs have a rear independent suspension, a front independent suspension, opposed to a straight axle, uh, that trucks have and Jeeps have. Um, so an independent suspension is going to give you a lot better um, travel, a lot better ride comfort than a vehicle will. Plus UTVs have a bigger tire, a more of a balloon tire. So given those two aspects, that's what makes us so successful. We're putting a wheelchair on an independent suspension that's adjustable, by the way, but also your air pressure in these big balloon tires is also adjustable. So the ride in a UTV is much better than you would see in a Jeep or a truck. So, 
everybody that we've built these for and they get in these are the probably the one the number one compliment is wow the ride is much better than i thought because maybe in the past they've gotten into a truck or a van that's off-road and they've experienced the bumpiness and the shock factor at the end of the day it creates problems right as we all know so with these UTVs, it's a better ride, better suspension than anything out there. Um, and that's what I think's made us so successful. So when we go to build one, because we built on different platforms, Kawasaki platform, Can-Am platform, and Polaris platform is the number one platform we build on. But those are all independent suspensions. So it's very important that if we have a customer come to us, and they say, well, I'm looking at this Kawasaki, um, another brand. We'll go to the field and look at it before we can accept that job, before we um, cut into it, stretch it, because we want to make sure that all the bells and whistles of the suspension are there to make it successful for them. Oh. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you for your time today and I'm excited and hopefully this will spread some more awareness of the amazing things that you're doing. Um, and thank you so much again for your service and your continued service. Uh, it's been fun to visit with you. And like I said, I can't wait to be able to have a mobility quad in our loan closet. Sure. So, uh, thanks for inviting me to the cutting fences foundation podcast and, uh, um, hi to everybody. We want to give a special thank you to our 2023 sponsors. Our prime sponsors include Joyce Fuel and Feeds and Helena Iger Enterprises. Our choice sponsors this year are Wilbur Ellis, Montana Green Growers, and Stockman Bank. Thank you all so much. We couldn't do this without you.